Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In DFS and Betting Podcast. We have the second ever event at TPC Craig Ranch. Uh, So this course, if you look at the leaderboard from last year, we're just going to dig right into this. Not going to waste anybody's time today with sponsors and all that kind of stuff you know that it's presented by fantasy points if you want to help out the podcast all the links are in the description going to get right into it this week so craig ranch is it's obviously a tpc so it has some similarities to scottsdale i would say um you know your typical tpc not sure if I mentioned this, but this is the second time the Byron Nelson will be held here at TPC Craig Ranch. Leaderboard had a mix, a hodgepodge of players last year. Um, you know, class players, you know, uh, high pedigree players. Uh, bombers were on the leaderboard. Short hitters were on the leaderboard. Accurate drivers were on the leaderboard. Uh, wayward drivers were on the leaderboard. It, so I think really anybody, I don't think you, you immediately scratch anybody off your list. Let's put it that way. Um, ton of these shots came from 200 plus, probably the one of the most I've ever seen. Almost 36% of shots came from 200 plus. Now, in my notes, I went back and looked because I always make notes after a tournament is over. This uh, tournament was very wet. It rained before the tournament. It rained during the tournament. So obviously there isn't going to be a ton of rollout. There was a lot of um, plugged drives, etc. So you're not going to get that extra 20, 30 yards of rollout, which means that more shots are going to come from deeper, right? So I don't expect more than a third of the shots to come from 200 plus this week, but it is still going to be the the main distance that I am looking at. One of the cool things is the yardage buckets is pretty narrowed down as well. You know, I always look at par five, par four scoring uh, from the in from the certain yardage buckets, and almost half the holes on the course come from two different buckets. So that is neat. We'll look at those um, bent grass putting. Obviously, birdies are better gained and opportunities gained in what should be. Uh, a pretty low-scoring event. Cage uh, Lee won last year at mid in the mid-20s. Um, I did put a little bit of off the tee, not as much as normal because, you know, strokes really, strokes gained off the tee wasn't that important um, last year. We looked at those yardage buckets, 550 to 600 on par fives, 450 to 500 on par fours. Looked at recent form, looked at peaking and fading players. Um, you know, guys that are kind of rounding into form as you shrink down the model, guys who are fading as you shrink down the statistical model. The top 10, Justin Thomas. So JT is a par five scorer. He's up there in birdies or better gain. He's basically 16 or better in every single stat, rated 16th or better in every single stat. The course fits him well. I really like JT this week. He's the guy from above 10K that I'll be on. Um, I like Will Zalatoris. I have bet Will Zalatoris. Hideki is up there. Um, So I think one of the things that's good about Hideki is 
since he can get a little wayward off the tee. And that's not a huge deal this week with the wide fairways. I think we could get on Hideki. He's solid from 200+. plus. Birdies are better gained in easy conditions. Birdie fest, he's there. Um, you know, I pretty much have little doubt that Hideki will will be hitting greens and reg. I just don't know if he's going to be making the putts. If he gets the hot putter, kind of like JT, you know, they should have their chances. They just need to putt well. Fourth is Aaron Wise. He's another 200-plus proximity guy. Awesome from the 450 to 500 par 4 bucket. I really like Aaron Wise. He checks in at number four. Sebastian Munoz. I've bet Sebastian Munoz at 101. I've bet Aaron Aaron Wise at 55 to 1. I think Munoz has a week this week. And I think one of my, I might even go above my normal units on a top 40 bet for Sebastian Munoz. I haven't seen a lot, of, I haven't seen a ton of pub on Munoz. Um, his number did drop, so I think people are betting him. Like, I got him at 100 to 1 when the numbers came out. He's at like 80 to 1, I think, on FanDuel currently, and that's the best number. Um, but he's top 15 in birdies are better gained and the par 5 distances. Uh, he's top 10 in the 200 plus approach, right? Just approach in general and opportunities gained. He's top 10. So he, I think he really fits this course well. And there's always weeks where Munoz just reels off a bunch of birdies and looks really good. I think that is going to be this week. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler has to be in here. He is sixth. I mean, his it's kind of wild that he is sixth and not higher. Um based on his, you know, based on just on his form and recent finishes, but he's first in form and birdies are better gained. So you got to love Scotty. I think what I'm going to do this week, because I don't really see a huge delineation at the top. Um, I am going to plant my flags lower in the lower salary ranges and have a little bit of uh, a little bit more exposure at the top which is not something I normally always do. I usually like plant my flag at the top and kind of spread out the bottom, but I think I'm more confident in some of the lower guys and some of the, the lower price players that we'll talk about in a second. So yeah, so Scotty, Hideki, JT, Will Z, all those guys I think are decent. And I will probably have a smattering at the top instead of spreading my exposure at the bottom. Uh, other guys I like that are 7 through 10 in this model. Adam Hadwin. Um, so he's another birdies are better guy. I looked at birdies are better pretty heavily just because if it's going to be a, be a birdie fest, we want guys that can make birdies. We want guys that can go low. Hadwin is a guy when the conditions are right, can make some birdies. Same thing with CT Pan. Man, if you shrink the model down to 12 or I think it's 12 rounds. CT Pan looks like JT. You know, he's top 15 in approach, 200 plus proximity, the par four distances, form. He's just an absolute solid as heck, top 40 in DraftKings play in my eyes. I might, I mean, I wouldn't even, first round leader as well, I wouldn't fault anybody for playing him as an outright, taking a stab on him as as your kind of long shot outright. Uh, Vegas is a bet for me at 55 to one. It's, it was tough to pull the trigger on wise in Vegas at 55 to one, but you have to realize it's a little bit of a weaker field, even though there are like five or six big names at the top. Um, like the second tier is kind of missing from this, from this tournament. 
So Vegas is kind of in that second tier. Um, he is first in approach, first in the par five distance, first in the par four distance, and top 10 in birdies and better in form. Um, he doesn't have a ton of win equity, obviously Vegas. Like he always, even in tournaments that he plays really well, he lurks at the top of the leaderboard and then kind of just doesn't have it and finishes like eighth or T12 or something like that. I love him for a top 40. Um, in fact, I may put him in a parlay with Sebastian Munoz, maybe like a top 30, top 40 parlay or something like that. I really like both of those guys. This week, Kurt Kitayama comes in at number 10, short term, kind of like Pan. He is top 20 in approach, 200 plus proximity, both par four and par five distances, opportunities gained. I mean, his only liability is his accuracy off the tee, which is a bit muted this week. So I like Kurt Kitayama, um, first round leader, DraftKings, top 40, if if you need a... Uh, a play in that range. All right, let me go through the model and see who else sticks out in terms of salary range. Like I said, 10 plus, I do like JT, I do like Scheffler. Nine plus, I'm going to be on Joaquin Neiman, Will Zalatoris, and Hideki Matsuyama. I'm going to leave Xander alone. I'm going to leave Sam Burns alone. I'm going to leave Brooks alone. I'm going to leave Fleetwood alone. Um, I bet Neiman, he's ninth in the long-term model. Um, once you shrink it down, he he, he had a, a rough spot in between his success at the Genesis, kind of his success in January, and you know he had a little bit of a rough patch, which leaves his short-term modeling a little skewed or a little wonky, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think he's solid. Matthew Neesmith at seventy-three hundred. I think. And I mentioned this in my article on fantasy points. I think Neesmith is just becoming, you know, he's kind of like vaulting into that second-ish, third-ish tier. Whereas, like, people think of him as like a, you know, just like a, a bottom-rate type PGA player. I think we are seeing him this year take a step forward. And I think he's going to start being, you know, a regular in like the 8K range, the low 8Ks, the, the 50, 60 to 1 type DraftKings uh, place because he's he's good. I mean, I really like Neesmith. I think he is a first-round leader type, a DraftKings type, a top 40 type. Um, he He's inside the top 25 in pretty much everything except birdies are better gained. So he rates out really well from the, the par 5 distances, the par 4 distance, uh, 200 plus. He's a solid play. Same thing with Brian Harmon. Um, as soon as I see that the that driving distance isn't a huge issue, I like to always look at Brian Harmon because, you know, he is sixth in opportunities gained, fourth from the par fives, 11th in form. He can really fill up the scorecard with birdies when the course suits him. So I like Brian Harmon. I think the pivot in the 8K range is Adam Scott. Long irons are his thing. Uh, par fives are his thing. As long as he is okay with the putter, I think he could make some noise in that AK range, and I think he will be pretty unpopular this week. Um, additional plays in the seven, like the seven K range, is like littered with guys that I like. So 
we mentioned obviously Munoz. I'm betting. Um, Adam Hadwin is. Oh, he actually he's eight k. Hadwin and Wise are in the low eight k's. So Munoz, Harmon, we mentioned Kirk Kitayama. Uh, I don't know about Kisner. Like Kisner's stats don't look good because he just hasn't been playing well, but. This course seems to suit him well. Um, if he were ever to turn it around and like have a bounce back performance based on how well he plays long term, like what his long term stats say, I think Kisner would be a solid play. I also like Keith Mitchell. Um, he's he's a really good long iron player. He's six from two hundred plus. He's a birdie or better guy. You know when the when the course is somewhat easy. Uh, or somewhat birdieable, he can fill it up as well. He's 18th in form, 22nd from the par 4 distances, and 13th from the par 5 distances. So I do like Keith Mitchell. We mentioned C.T. C. Pan. Um, it's kind of crazy to me that Luke List is 7,300, uh, but especially how well with how well he did last week, uh, I just think he's going to be popular, and popular Luke List is never something that I like to subscribe to. So there's two guys in the 6K range that I want to call your attention to. The first is Vaughn Taylor. Now, Vaughn Taylor is only in the field because Eric Van Royen withdrew. Um, But Vaughn Taylor is 19th in approach in this field, and he's like top 40 in everything else, which in a field of 150, top 40 is a pretty solid number. So I will... I'll roll with a little bit of Vaughn Taylor because there isn't much under six, under 7K. So if you need somebody, I don't mind Vaughn Taylor. And then obviously Austin Smotherman. Both Taylor and Smotherman rate out inside the top 20 in the model overall. Um, obviously, Smotherman's just an approach savant. He, you know, he is he's always gaining strokes on approach. And the around the green stuff this week is not that uh, important right? Like there isn't a ton of long rough that he's got to get up and down from. So I think, you know, where Smotherman has an issue, obviously he's not the best putter, but he was getting, he was losing strokes around the green in a lot of tournaments, but he's really an anomaly. I have to say, cause he's playing so well, like he's 30th in strokes gained off the tees, eighth in approach, first and 200 plus and 25th in opportunities gained. Like his stats look incredible, but then you see his finishes and they're not there. So I think that has to turn at some point. So I like Austin Smotherman. I like Von Taylor. My full card will be out on Twitter, potentially before this podcast is even produced and uploaded. So keep an eye out for that. If you want to support the podcast, links are in the description. Looking really, really forward to the PGA Championship next week. Uh, but let's have some fun at the Byron Nelson. I'm, I'm interested to see how TPC Craig Ranch plays in fast conditions, non-soaking wet conditions. So we'll see. Maybe things go awry. Maybe, you know, one year of, of stats were completely off base and anomalous. I don't know. We'll see. Good luck in all of your AT&T. Byron, Nelson, DraftKings contests, and wagers. We'll be back next week for Southern Hills and the PGA Championship. See you guys.